Welcome to Galaxy Forum. I'm your host, Melissa Kaplan, and we're here to explore the creativity happening in the LCC galaxy, in our classrooms and on campus, and connecting the work of our stars with our community. Theater and film is the focus today, and the different paths the study and practice of theater may offer. I'm so excited to welcome my guests. Andy Callis, professor of theater at LCC, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Melissa. And Rudy Valdez, an alum of LCC's theater program, who's really making steady waves and some really big ones like Sundance and Emmy Awards in the documentary and film world. Rudy, I'm delighted that you're joining us. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. You bet. So I do want to get into some detail about the theater program, but first, Rudy, you've been involved in, it seems like, one project after another, certainly since your film The Sentence hit Sundance and won an Audience Award, was picked up by HBO and won an Emmy. And I know you were doing work before that, but tell us about some of the projects that you currently have going and and what you're really excited about. Uh, Yeah, I've been pretty busy working on a lot of things. Uh, I have to be very cautious because some of the things I'm working on, uh, I, I can't remember if it's been announced yet. <laughs> and I don't, I don't want to be the one to announce some of them, but I, I believe the I'm doing a six-part series for the Disney, Disney Plus on the Detroit Youth Choir that's been announced. Um, I'm also doing a Santana documentary, which has been announced as well. I'm working on about three or four other projects that have not been announced in the doc world and in the, in the scripted space. I have a TV series that I helped create and that has been optioned by Amazon Studios uh, that we're, you know, writing the script and writing the the season out for. And so I'm working a little bit in the doc world, a little bit in the feature film scripted world, a little bit in the TV series world and in the commercial world, you know, just trying to stay as busy as possible. It sounds like you are really busy, that that this is your, uh, this is your life. Well, maybe not completely your life. I know you have family um, and and friends, but but you've really built a, a substantial career in film, and uh, it, you know storytelling maybe has been part of your your dream and, and your activity for ages. But uh, kind of jumping back to LCC theater for a minute, um, I know Andy was your teacher. Andy, you've taught theater at LCC for. A little over 20 years. I think, Rudy, you were here in the late 90s. And, and so Andy Rudy was probably one of your your first students in, in, in the theater program. Um, and, and Rudy, how was the theater program for you uh, at that time in terms of, of helping you uh, develop what you've, you've done? Yeah, I mean, the, I think I might have been Andy's first first studio uh that that he had when he was there i can't remember that um specifically but yeah you know i think that the studio program for me and in lcc and the theater program kind of came at at just the right time the sort of perfect storm of you know i I graduated from lansing eastern high school i i I was told when i was there that i wasn't really college material and i was kind of floundering yeah yeah i was i was you know I never took my ACTs or SATs because I was told, you know, it probably didn't matter. I wasn't going to be going to college. And, you know, I didn't know any better. I thought maybe I wasn't supposed to go to college. And so, you know, not everybody is destined for that. So I thought maybe I was one of the people who weren't supposed to take that route. But, you know, after sitting out the first semester, I, um, 
you know, my mom came to me and she was like, I'd, I'd really love for you to at least try, you know, let's go to LCC, let's sign up for classes. And she asked me to, you know, sign up for three classes that she would pick two and I would pick one. And, you know, I picked a theater class with Mary Mosky. And, you know, after the beginning of that first class, you know, Mary was like, what are you doing in my class? And I was like, I, I don't know what you mean. And she was like, you need to be doing our studio program. And so she took me over to meet Andy Callis. And, you know, we I, I applied for the studio program and got in. And I think, you know, part of, you know, the grander scheme of things and, and my experience in the theater program and what it taught me, you know, one of the lessons that it's, it's, it's taught me that I, I think is helping me in my career now is, you know, looking at failure and what that means. And, and I don't mean that the theater program was a failure for me, but I think that the, it, what it taught me, and I think one of the things that Andy taught me, especially in the improvisational stuff that we were doing, was that, you know, you need to make bold choices and you need to be able to to not be afraid to make those choices. They're not always going to work, but, you know, and Andy didn't coin this phrase, but it's like, you know, you, you can't have success without, you know, you know, failing every now and then. Like if, if you're afraid to fail, then you're afraid to succeed in, in some way. And, you know, it taught me that throughout the, um, throughout my time at, at LCC, you know, because I was making, I think, at least for me at the time, pretty bold choices in the characters that I was portraying and how I was portraying them. And it didn't always work. And I'm sure Andy can attest to that, but I was never able to find the right character or the right scene or the right emotion without trying, you know, cracking a few eggs and figuring out what was there. So, I, I sort of took that to my career in film as well. You know, I need to make big choices and make big attempts at, at story and voice in order to set myself apart from, from others. So it, it's certainly a lesson that, is, that I've taken all the way through. Yeah, that fear, that fear of failure or feel, fear of uh, being judged, that can be paralyzing creatively and... I, I think one thing that the games do, uh, as as simple as as they are, uh, it it sort of gets students out of their heads and more attuned to their classmates, more attuned to what's going on around them, and and can begin to reduce that uh, that critical voice, uh, that that fearful voice, and uh, you've certainly. Rudy, after LCC, you've uh, been extremely uh, courageous, driven uh, in in what you've what you've done after LCC. I love so much of what you're both talking about, Rudy. The the how you learn to make bold choices, and Andy, what you're saying about uh, the reducing the critical voice in the games. Um, Talk for just a minute, Andy, if you would, about about those games. I'm not sure people know what yeah. we're talking about. So talk a little bit about kind of the mechanics of of that studio theater program. And I just want to say, thank goodness, Rudy, that your mom said, you know, give LCC a try. And that Mary Motsky said, wait a minute, you belong in the studio program. Um, I'm uh, Thank goodness for those folks and, and yeah. not for those naysayers. And I just wanted to let you and Rudy know about my upcoming projects, and that is to make it to spring break. I mean, <laughs> I'm really working hard on that. Anyway, um, what was the question? Another to- shameless Andy Callis plug. Another <laughs> shameless plug for you. Uh, the studio program. Um, well, one thing, it was harder when Rudy was going... <laughs> 
<laughs> it, it really was. There were many more co-requisites. I think we made you take a, a singing class the first semester, if I, if I remember right. Yeah, I think that me taking the singing class is probably why nobody takes singing classes anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Like, that what will are we you... doing to these kids? What that, are we doing to them? That will get you over your fear, though. I've introduced a singing exercise into voice class now, and they don't have to sing it. They can talk, sing it uh, if they want to. But in a way, if if you can get up in front of people and sing, acting appears much easier (laughs) after that if you have a a fear of singing. But I think it's, um, yeah, it's the instructors watching what the students do giving them feedback on it, giving them feedback on what they believe and what they don't believe. So I think there's an element of learning how to um, uh, take feedback with, without getting defensive. And, but I, I think it's, it's definitely um, we, we are building students up. We're noticing what they're doing right. And uh, Rudy had a, a great natural uh talent. Um, and I think he's sort of a, a born observer and he's taken that fine art of observation, a really detailed observation into his documentary work. Um, and, uh, being able to observe is crucial to acting and uh, Rudy was a great actor, too. It's, it's interesting that he, he went into documentary filmmaking. I, I still keep hoping that he'll uh, become an actor someday. <laughs> Might that happen, Rudy? Well, well you know, the, the thing that is in the outskirts of everything that I do in how I live my life is that I'm still holding out hope that somehow, some way, I'm going to make my way to Saturday Night Live. I'm just, I'm one, I'm like, when, when am I going to make a project that's big enough? They're like, you know, maybe we can give them a shot at that. Like that's my, that's been the ultimate dream forever. Um, will it happen? Probably not. You know, even as I'm working in the scripted space, people who, who know me are like, so are you writing a part for yourself? And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no. Yeah. But uh, who oh. knows? Who knows what will happen down the line? That would be, that would be awesome. We will, I will hold out hope as well. So the, Making bold choices, theater games, the providing feedback. If you, Andy, could give a few of the, just a little bit of detail about what uh, somebody who wants to study theater could expect from the studio program at LCC. In order to become an actor, uh, you have to, first of all, get good at what you're doing. And I think we with the amount of time in the classes, with the attention that you get, you get good at what you're doing and you get experience. You get experience, uh, while you're here. And, uh, we, we do, we have performance opportunities at the end of every semester. And that's more intense than doing just scenes in a class scenes in a class, you know, as, as an instructor, if an audience isn't coming to see it, I can kind of, well, you didn't get there this time, and here's how you didn't get there, but hopefully next time. But if an audience is coming to see it, it's like, okay, we're going we're gonna to work on this until it's, it's good enough, uh, until there's some um, bold choices, 
until there's uh, emotional connection, all of the things that, that actors need to bring to roles, until the story is vividly and vividly told and interesting. And so we work on that as it, as it goes on. Uh, some students like Rudy, it's, it's um, you know, are a great joy to work with. Well, everybody's a joy to work with, you know. Um, Go on. Even (laughs) even if, you know, sometimes there's, say, a student isn't memorized. You know, we, it's, it's a teachable moment. You know, we need to be here at this point in the production and now we're, we're not going to be there. So how do we get to, you know, where we need to go? But that's, that's the great thing. I'm at the point now where what happens in the hallway afterwards, <laughs> I'm paying attention to that just as much as to what happens on stage. And it's wonderful to see uh, the families uh, and their friends um, give the students an affirmation and you can just kind of see the students beaming afterwards. And that's, that's a wonderful thing. So there's so, so much growth that can happen artistically, intellectually, emotionally, socially, uh, by being involved in a play and, and contributing to that effort. Collaboration, um, the communication needed, the, the, the teamwork is, is, I mean, those are things that, that, uh, can be so that are valuable, you know, no matter what you pursue, whether you pursue acting or uh, directing or playwriting or something completely different. And, you know, Rudy, as you've, you've took a, a real uh, strong veering into film and, and documentary, um, there is a natural relationship there with theater. But what are some of the other kinds of paths that people might, where they might that they might pursue where they're going to find that theater training is so valuable. Say if they don't want to be an actor or they decide afterwards they're not going to transfer, um, but they might, you know, to pursue acting, that they might want to do something else. Um, I mean, life in general. (laughs) You know, I think that, you know, one of the things that I learned a ton from, from theater in my time there is, you know, it's not always about, saying your lines it's about listening to other people's minds it's about reading the room it's about understanding like being able to communicate clearly and be able to stand in front of a, a group of people and get a message across and get a get a voice across and you know i i feel like that's benefited me a ton as a director as a, as a filmmaker as a collaborator as a as a creative but it also you know in your day-to-day when you're dealing with everyone that you have to deal with on on the many different levels you know you tend to gravitate towards people who can communicate clearly can read a room can understand what the what the what is happening you know it's it's all of those things that, uh, it's it's never not a benefit to have experience and knowledge in in those things no matter what you do i remember when we did uh, 6 degrees of separation i think you were already in new york city um Melissa remembers that, and Paul has that line, uh, the imagination is not something that's apart from us. The imagination is where we are trying to get to. It's what is most truly us. And 
that, I think being involved, it, it's sort of a paradox, but being involved in these imaginary uh, make-believe type of scenarios can lead us to what is most truly us. And as, as an audience and as an actor, and, and I see it all the time, you know, uh, seen it the past few weeks in class, students were doing uh, scenes from the flick by Annie Baker, and they were making the most, uh, the, the very brave emotional choices. And you could see it's kind of cathartic for them to be able to express themselves in that way, because a lot of times those expressions are, they don't have the opportunity to do that in their daily lives. Rudy, when you were uh, here in the studio program, did you have uh, an experience like that? Uh, anything in particular stand out? With? Oh, <laughs> I can Im- <laughs> I can imagine Rudy's response. That was a question for Rudy, Andy, but you can both answer you it. Can, you can hear Andy deflecting already in this. Uh, um, just refresh me. So the, the question, what was the original question? Oh. Andy's rambling just sort of took me off. The <laughs> track okay. there. Yeah, what, he's, what he was talking about, what the, the, the power of uh, catharsis, really, and, and that, that a lot of times in, in, you know, outside of theater, before somebody may get in, involved in theater, that's, that's not really an option. And it, it's interesting because I'm, I'm thinking, Rudy, of a specific show that you did after you graduated, but you, can't, you created an original show that in, about your family. And um, that was that was really powerful. And I guess it's you know the question isn't so much about catharsis, but as as how you found theater as an outlet for that kind of expression. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, theater has you know I, I found it, or I should say I shouldn't even say I found it, but it found me at a time that I needed to find it when I was you know at a at a crossroads with who I was as a person and what I was going to be, and it and it gave me you know. I don't know if it was a diversion or if it was a, you know, a therapeutic or what it was, but it, it allowed me to channel all of these feelings and all of these things that I was going through and allowed me to put them at first into comedy. You know, and I will say like one of the things, you know, comedy has always been my crutch all, all of the time, my entire life. And I will say, you know, there was, we were doing um, Spoon River Anthology. I think it was our second semester and uh, I had this, monologue that you know it was very emotional and it dealt with some heavy subject matter uh the road slave uh monologue i don't know if you remember andy yeah. but the, my first pass at it my first choice was this is hilarious i'm gonna make this very fun and i and i did like this funny almost slapstick version of it and andy was like you know it, you don't always have to be funny like dive into the other parts of you and and it and i did a 180 on my interpretation of it and it was really this super therapeutic moment for me to say, I don't always have to be funny to, to be comfortable up here. And, you know, and, and you talked about coconut, the show that I wrote, you know, it's, that was in, in response to all of these um, choices that I had made and all of these things that I'd done in my life, you know, ultimately leaving Michigan and going to New York city and trying to pursue other things. You know, I struggled a ton with leaving my friends and leaving my family uh, most of all. And, you know, that, play what it allowed me to do is it allowed me to 
to say things to my family, you know, sort of uninterrupted because I had the stage and they weren't able to <laughs> to sort of speak back. But like say all the things that that I wanted to say to them, and most importantly, let them understand that even though I wasn't there, even though I was I was in another state, you know, trying to do these other things, that I'm the sum of all of their parts and they're with me mm. in in one way or the other. And, and you know, it it wasn't always easy for me to just say that you know, to them uh, on the day to day, but I needed this sort of record of me putting all of my thoughts down and expressing it to them in a way that felt like, even though we'd been through so much as a family, you know, the ebbs and flows of life, that I was going to take all of those things and I was going to turn it into something positive, no matter what. So, and, and art allowed me to do that. Theater allowed me to do that. Having a voice allowed me to do that. And I learned that all through, you know, navigating my voice and understanding the power of it through, through theater. I love that. That's great. You know, the the Andy was mentioning to me, um, and I think you know we've we've talked a little bit, Rudy, uh, about some of your work and and autobiography and how the the your interest in 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 how autobiography can be part of theater, part of film, part of documentary, part of giving somebody uh, a way to find their voice and and um, your much of your work, uh, or, you know, certainly the sentence, uh, the, the film that, you know, for which you won an Emmy and, and many other awards, it, it really, uh, deeply, uh, connected to your life. Um, but can you talk a little bit about that? And if, if that was something you sought out to do, or if it was the story that drew you in that direction, that if you sought you know, out, uh, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, it's, I, I, that film actually didn't start out as a documentary. It started out as me just wanting to film moments with my, my sister's daughter so that one day she could watch them, you know, and, and I wasn't a filmmaker when I started that. And, you know, there was this combination of a lot of things that happened when my sister was sentenced um, to 15 years. I remember being in that courtroom and looking around and saying, is somebody going to speak up? Is somebody going to say something? And I quickly realized that nobody was going to. And it was my first, um, I first sort of thought of like, I, I need to figure out how to have a voice. And even then it wasn't, um, you know, my voice is going to be filmed. It was, I need to figure out how to do that. And throughout the course of, of figuring that out, of going to DC and understanding what was happening with my sister, I started to unravel the sort of larger thing that I didn't know a ton about in the system of mass incarceration. And, you know, it wasn't until I saw the ramifications and the ripple effect that it was having on the people left behind, you know, especially my sister's children where I where I realized you know I, I need to tell this story and I had you know just signed with the great acting manager I was you know I had my show that was traveling around I was a kindergarten teacher I was a theater teacher I had a bunch of stuff going on and I decided you know I, I need to dedicate my, my my life to figuring this out and so I quit teaching I quit acting I quit all of those things and I you know basically started over again um, to be able to figure out how to have a voice because I think you know, when I look at what I do for a living, yes, the sentence was about my family and it was a story that was very near and dear to me, but every project that I do is, it starts with my relation to that project and my POV, you know, where my story is, because I think the most important thing for me anyways, as a director, as a storyteller, as a, as a voice is my filtration system. You know, I, I, I'm a director, but I'm really a filtration system of all the things that have happened in my life. And it has given me a unique point of view that I try to infuse into everything that I do. I think that's what 
uh, I feel is important as somebody who's putting, you know, media out into the world. You know, I always tell the story of, you know, growing up, I used to love watching The Wonder Years. And I loved watching Stand By Me and I loved watching all of these shows, but I used to close my eyes sometimes when I watched them because I wanted to envision me and my friends being a part of these adventures because I never saw people who looked like me as a part of those adventures. And so that longing, that wanting to be uh, represented in these stories is ultimately what, you know, spawned Hummingbird, this series that I'm taking to Amazon. It's like, I, we are a part of the, the fabric of this country and I want to see people who look like me be a part of that. So it it's all starts with, you know, a, a POV and understanding that my, the, the thing that I value the most is my experience in life and how I can put that out there and share it. Yeah. I, I noticed on, well, everything that you do, uh, we are the Brooklyn saints. Um, there's so much compassion that you have and, and, and I for, and without, without banging the audience over the head with it, it's like you lead the audience to a discovery. You, you lead the audience to discover things emotionally through, through your lens. Uh, and also the, the patience you have, I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but there's a patience you have in your documentaries about letting the story uh, tell itself. A hundred percent. I mean, I, I appreciate even you, you recognizing that because uh, so much of, you know, especially when we get into the edit is, is about the pace, the pace and the tone of which I tell the story. And I think the Saints is a wonderful example of how I tried to infuse myself into something that, you know, it was very foreign to me in the sense that it's a story about this team from East New York, you know, a place that I did not grow up, but, it, but I recognized immediately that you could easily go into uh, that story and say, let me continue to perpetuate the tropes that we've seen a million times. Let's go into a place like East New York, Brooklyn, and say, you know, let's, let's do more poverty porn, more gang porn, more woe is me stories about poor brown and black people. And, and you could easily go in there and do that. And people have done it for many, many years. And I said, what if I went in there with a different POV? Because I grew up, again, not in East New York, but I grew up in a generally underserved community, you know, in relative poverty and in, in definite poverty at some points in my life. But I, I remember, you know, a time when we were homeless and, and you know, we were uh, waking up early in the morning and finding basements and to, to stay in and, and places to shower before going to school. Even at our darkest days, my parents used to say to me, you know, today sucks, but you know what, we're going to work hard that, so that tomorrow's better. And so I always had this infusion of hope in me. And to me, that's beauty. That's, that's love. And if you go into these uh, stories and you say, I want to find the beauty, I want to find the heart, I want to find the, the human aspect of this, you're going to find it. And that's, that's where I start. You know, I don't start from a place of, of, of let's, let's figure out if there's beauty. It's like understanding that there is beauty here. And, mm. you know, the other thing is going into a community like that that is already so otherized in so many aspects, especially in the media, and not continuing to otherize them. To say, you're not going to watch this journey of these kids, you're going to go along on this journey, which is why lens placement, which is why, you know, the, 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 the way we tell the story from the inside out is important. You're not a voyeur. You're a member of, of this team. 
Boy, I wish we had longer to talk. This is a wonderful conversation, and uh, I think, Rudy, what you've discovered through theater and through your path, and, and Andy, what the theater program provides is is hope and is the opportunity to, to share a story. Rudy, uh, quick, if folks want to get in touch with you, what's, what's a, a website oh, I, where they can find you? I got his number. I can, I can give it to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Andy, Andy's really good at giving up my number to just about anybody who asks. Um, no, my website is, uh, you know, www.rudybaldez.com. Um, I'm on Twitter and all those places. I gotta be honest, I don't remember my handle, but That's I'm okay. sure it's, That's good. <laughs> I think I, I, I don't remember what it is, but it's, uh, I'm out there. Great. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us, Rudy. I will find that and I'll get that in the notes. Andy, thank you for joining us. LCC.edu is the place to find out about theater. I'm Melissa Kaplan and you're listening to Galaxy Forum. Galaxy Forum.